it's Destiny. We're going to read another Junie B. Jones book, and this is going to be another long episode for my friends that are enjoying this. And I will let you know when we are starting new chapters so that you can pause and come back if you want to. Let's get started. This one's called Junie B. Jones is Not a Crook. And it's by Barbara Park. Chapter 1. No Good Reason. My name is Junie B. Jones. The B stands for Beatrice. Except, I don't like Beatrice. I just like B, and that's all. Here's a story for you. It's called, Once Upon a Time, My Grandfather Named Frank Miller Went to the Store and He Bought Me Some Mittens. Once Upon a Time, My Grandfather Named Frank Miller Went to the Store and He Bought Me Some Mittens. They are made out of black furry fur. And guess what? It was not even my birthday or Christmas or Valentine's Day. Plus, the mittens were not even on sale. Grandpa Miller just bought them for no good reason. And that is the bestest reason I ever heard of. That's how come I love that guy very much. Plus, also, he can skip the end. I like that story a real lot. Because, guess why? I didn't even make it up. That's why. That great adventure actually happened to me. My Grandpa Miller really did buy me mittens, and for no good reason. And they are gorgeous, I tell you. When I first opened them, I got filled with glee. Glee is when you run and jump and skip and laugh and clap and dance on top of the dining room table. Then your mother takes you down from the table and she carries your, you to your room for a timeout. Timeout kills the glee. I wore my new mittens for the whole entire morning. Plus, I also wore them to afternoon kindergarten. I wore them with my attractive winter jacket. Only, it wasn't actually cold out. Only, who even cares? Because that outfit looked very beautiful together. I showed my mittens to my bestest friend named Grace. Also, I showed them to a variety of strangers. After I got to school, I held my hands over my head and I runned all over the playground. Look, everybody, look at my new mittens. My grandpa Frank Miller bought them for no good reason. I waved them all around in the air. How many children see these lovely things? Raise your hands, I hollered. Nobody raised their hands. How many children think these mittens are gorgeous? Please come forward, I yelled. But nobody came forward. I put my hands back down and I walked to that grace. I couldn't create any interest, I said, very glum. Only, guess what? Just then, I spotted my other bestest friend named Lucille. I ran my fastest to greet her. Lucille, Lucille, look at my gorgeous new mittens. See them? They're made out of black furry fur. Lucille petted them. My family has lots of fur, she said. My mother has a fur cape. And my aunt has a fur jacket. And my uncle has a fur hat. 
Plus, my Nana just bought a brand new mink coat. Only, she can't wear it outside of the house, or else people will throw paint on her. My mouth came all the way open. Why, Lucille? Why will people throw paint on your Nana, I asked. Lucille crossed her arms. Don't you know anything, Junie B. Jones? It's because people who love furry animals don't like them being made into coats for Nanas. Just then I felt a relief in me. Because I'm not even a Nana, that's why. And besides, my mittens aren't even made out of real furry animals. They're made out of fake furry animals. And those kinds don't even count. All of a sudden, the bell rang for school. I zoomed into my room like a speeding rocket. Because guess why? More people to show my mittens to, that's why. Chapter 2. Fur Hands I showed my mittens to my teacher. Her name is Mrs. She has another name too, but I like Mrs. and that's all. Feel them, Mrs., I said. Feel how soft they are. I rubbed them on her face. Oh, they are soft, Junie B., she said. Be sure to put them in your jacket pocket so that they won't get lost, okay? I skipped very happy to my seat. Yeah, only I'm not even going to lose them, I, just, I said just to myself. I'm going to wear them right on my hands the whole live long day. Because I love these guys, that's why. I took off my attractive winter jacket and I sat down at my table. Then I tapped on Lucille with my furry mittens. Hello, how are you today? I have fur hands. See them, Lucille? See my hands of fur? I flew them into the air. This is what fur hands look like when they're flying in the air, I said. I waved hello. This is what fur hands look like when they're waving hello, I said. Lucille did a frown. You're being annoying, she said. And that's how come I turned around and I smiled at a boy named William. I have fur hands, William. See them? See my fur hands? I tapped on his head. This is what fur hands look like when they're tapping on your head, I said. Just then, I got up from my chair, and I skipped over to my boyfriend named Ricardo. I tickled him under the chin with my softy hands of fur. This is what fur hands look like when they're tickling you under your chin, I said. Then I grinned and grinned, cause that boy brings out the best in me. That's why. Pretty soon, Mrs. saw me out of my seat. She held my hand and marched me back to my table. This is how fur hands look like when they're when they're marching to my table, I said. Mrs. plopped me in my chair. Then she pulled off my fur hands and she put them on her desk. I did a sad sigh. That is how fur hands look when they're no longer in my possession, I whispered just to myself. After that, I put my head on my desk and I covered up with my arms. And I didn't come out for a real long time. Chapter 3. Being Brownie Mrs. said that I could have my mittens back at recess. I stared and stared at the clock. Then I tapped my fingers on the table, and I did loud breaths. Lucille tattletailed on me. Junie B. keeps tapping her fingers and making loud breaths. I can't even concentrate on my work, she grouched. Mrs. came to my table. Hello. How are you today, I said. 
kind of nervous. I'm fine, except I don't actually have my mittens. She tapped her foot real fast. That was not a good sign, I think. Only, guess what? Just then, the bell rang for recess. Oh, boy, I yelled. Oh, boy, oh, boy, because now I can have my mittens back. Right, missus? Right, right? I zoomed to her desk and I put them on my hands. Then I rubbed those softy things all over my cheeks. It's good to be with you again, I whispered into their fur. After that, I put on my attractive winter jacket and I skipped outside with my friends. Me and that tattletale Lucille and that and that Grace played horses together at recess. I am brownie, Lucille is blackie, and Gracie is yellowy. I'm yellowy, shouted that Gracie. I'm blackie, shouted Lucille. I'm brownie, I shouted. Only just then, I looked at my mittens, and I did a frown. Because there was a little bit of a problem here, I think. Yeah, only, how can I even be brownie? Because my horse paws are black. And so, I'm two different colors, apparently. Lucille and that Grace did frowns, too. Hmm, said that Grace. Hmm, said Lucille. Hmm, I said. Just then, that Grace clapped her hands together and very excited and said, I know, Junie B. Today, you and Lucille can trade. Today, Lucille can be brownie and you can be blackie. And so, that way, your horse paws will be the right color. Me and Lucille looked and looked at that girl. Cause what kind of crazy idea was that? I did a huffy breath. Yeah, only how could I even be blackie when I am already brownie, Grace? I said. I have been brownie my whole entire career. You can't just go changing, you know. Yeah, Grace, you can't just go changing, said Lucille. That Grace looked embarrassed at herself. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, what was I thinking, she said, very mumbling. After that, all of us sat down in the grass and we tapped on our chins. We thinked and thinked and thinked. Then all of a sudden, my whole face lighted up. Hey, I thought of it. I thought of it. I know exactly what to do, I shouted. I jumped up again. Start again, Grace. Say your name again. Say that you are yellowy. Grace looked very curious at me. I'm yellowy, she said. I pointed to Lucille. I'm blacky, she said next. I spinned around real joyful. I'm brownie, I shouted. Only guess what? Yesterday my grandpa brownie bought me black furry mittens. And so that's how come I came to two different colors apparently. After that, all of us did high fives, and we started playing horses. We galloped and trotted and snorted and snuffed, only too bad for me because the sun kept on beating down on my horse head, and I got all drippity inside of my attractive winter jacket. I am going to die from heat perspiration, I said. And that's how come I trotted over to a tree, and I took off all my stuff. First, I took off my attractive winter jacket. Then, I took off my furry black mittens, and I piled them into a careful pile. After that, I galloped away to find my horse friends, and we played and played 
Pretty soon, Mrs. blew out her loud whistle. That means the end of recess. Coming, shouted Yellowy. Coming, shouted Blackie. Coming, I shouted. Then I hurried back up to the tree to get my stuff. Only guess what? I saw something very terrible there. That's what. And it's called, Hey, somebody stole my mittens. Chapter 4 No Teddy Backpack I runned all around the tree. 911, I hollered. Somebody stole them. Somebody stole my mittens. Mrs. came very quick. They stole them. They stole my mittens. 911, I shouted some more. Mrs. bended down next to me. Who, Junie B? Who stole them, she asked. A stealer, that's who. A stealer stole them. And so... What kind of school is this? Cause I don't even know where there. I didn't even know there was crooks at this place. Mrs. said, "Calm down." Mrs. said, "Calm down, my voice." Yeah, only I can't even calm it down that good. Cause I'm heart sick. That's why. Heart sick is the grown-up word for when your heart is sick. I looked at the ground real sad. Now all I have left is my dumb, attractive jacket. Mrs. picked it up. Then she holded my hand, and me and her started to walk. You and I are going to the office, she said real quick. I quick tried to get my hand away from her. No, Mrs., I'm not allowed to go there. Mother said if I get sent to the office one more time, I will get grounded, young lady. Tears came in my eyes. Grounded young lady is when I have to stay on my own ground, she, I said. Plus, I can also go on the rug. Mrs. smiled. I'm not taking you to the principal's office to punish you, Junie B., she said. I'm taking you to find your mittens. I did a gasp. Principal? I asked very shocked. Principal stole my mittens? Mrs. laughed real loud. No, Junie B., he didn't steal your mittens. The office is where the lost and found is located. After that, she took my hand again, and we hurried off to the office. There was a grouchy, topping lady in that place. I'm not fond of her. Junie B. needs to look through the lost and found, Mrs. told her. Please send her back to class when she's finished. Then Mrs. went back to room nine and left me there all by myself. The topping lady looked over the counter at me. I did a gulp. Yeah, only I'm not even bad today, I explained very nervous. Somebody stole my mittens, and that's the end of my tale. The topping lady kept on looking at me. She didn't say any words. Sweat came on my head. Phew, uh, it's warmish in here, isn't it? I said. Just then, I heard a door open. It was Principal. He was coming out of his office. I jumped up and down at his side, cause, cause I know that guy very good. Principal, look, look, it's me, it's Junie B. Jones. My mittens got stole on the playground, and so Mrs. brought me here to get them. So just hand them over, and I'll be on my way, no questions asked. Principal looked funny at me. Then he went to the closet and pulled out a big box. 
This is the lost and found, Junie B., he explained. Any time that something, someone finds something that's been lost, they bring it here, and we put it in this box. How come, I asked. How come they bring it here instead of just taking it home? Because one time I found a nickel in the street, and Daddy said that I could put it in my bank because finding isn't the same as stealing. Right, Principal? Finding is lucky duck. Principal laughed a little bit. Well, finding a nickel in the street is different, Junie B., he said. For one thing, it would be almost impossible to discover who the owner of that nickel really was. And for another thing, losing a nickel isn't really a big deal. But when someone loses something personal, like mittens, for instance, well, that's a very big deal. And so, if someone else finds those mittens, they can bring them to the lost and found, and the owner can get them back. He smiled. And that makes everyone happy, Junie B., he said. The owner is happy because she has her mittens back, and the person who found them is happy because she's gone she's done a good deed. He pointed to a piece of paper taped on the box. See this? This is a poem the third grade wrote about the lost and found. It says, if you find stuff, bring it in. All day long, you'll wear a grin. I did a frown. Yeah, only here's the problem. I didn't lose my mittens. They got stole on purpose. And so, no one will bring them in and wear a grin, probably principal raised up his eyebrows. Well, you never know, Jenny B. Why don't you look in there and see? He opened up the box for me. That's when my eyes got big and wide, cause it was filled with the wonderfulest items I ever saw. There were sweaters and sweatshirts and baseball caps and gloves and balls and a lunchbox and a scarf and sunglasses and a watch with Mickey Mouse on it. Also, there was a backpack that looked like a teddy bear. Oh, I always wanted one of these, I hollered, real thrilled. I put it on my back and skipped around the office. How's it look back there, I asked. Principal runned after me. He took that teddy off my back and put it back in the box. We're looking for your mittens, remember? Just then I felt upset again cause I almost forgot about those furry guys. That's why. Oh yeah, my mittens, I said, real glum. I looked through the box some more. They're not here, I said. My mittens are gone forever and ever, I think. I did a sad sigh. Then I picked up the teddy backpack again. Maybe I will take this instead, I said, cause this teddy backpack will ease my pain, I believe. The principal said no. How come, I asked. Because the owner doesn't even want it anymore, I bet. Her mother probably already bought her a new teddy backpack. And so this one is just going to waste. Principal stood me up and turned me to the door. That meant I am leaving, I think. Come back tomorrow and look for your mittens again, he said. I talked real fast. Yeah, only I just remembered that something. I used to have a teddy backpack just like that one, maybe. Only then I lost it, probably. And so I better take that one home with me or else my mother might be mad. Principal walked me to the door. He faced me down the hall. 
Goodbye, Junie B., he said. I hanged my head real disappointed, only because guess why? Goodbye means no teddy backpack. Chapter 5. Gargling and Scribbling Room 9 is far from Principal's office. I had to stop at the water fountain or else I might not make it. I pressed the water button with my thumb. Then I puckered up my lips and I sucked the water in. I didn't even put my mouth on the spout. Cause there's a lip dirt. There's lip dirt on that thing, of course. I sloshed the water all around in my cheeks. Then I bended my head way back and I did some gargles. I can gargle very perfect, except I can't keep the water in my actual mouth. It runs out the sides and dribbled down onto the floor. I splashed in it with my toe. That's when I saw something very wonderful down there. Hey, it's one of those pens that writes four different colors, I said. I quick picked it up and pushed the little red button on the top. A red pen popped down out the bottom. I scribbled a red scribble all over my hand. Wowie, wow, wow. I love this thing, I said. After that, I pushed the green button and scribbled a green scribble. I, and I pushed the blue button and scribbled blue scribble. Plus, I also pushed the black button and scribbled black scribble. This pen makes scribbling a pleasure, I said. I put it in my pocket and started skipping to room nine. Only too bad for me, cause all of a sudden I remembered about the lost and found. I stopped. Oh no. I wish I didn't even remember about that, I said. Now I have to take, the, take my pen to the lost and found, or else I won't wear a grin. I did a frown, cause something didn't make sense here, that's why. Yeah, only I was already wearing a grin, I said. I weared a grin as soon as I saw this wonderful thing, and so taking it to the office will only make me sad. I tapped on my chin. Hmm. Maybe Principal is a little mixed up about this, I said, just to myself. I'm pretty sure I will be happier if I keep it. And here's another thing I'm thinking. I am thinking whoever owned this pen didn't even take good care of it. So, I will give it a good home, and so, what can be a gooder deed than that? I took it out of my pocket and looked at it. Plus, this even makes sense, cause first, I got my mittens stolen, and then, I couldn't keep the ha I couldn't have that teddy backpack. So, I'm keeping this pen, fair and square. All of a sudden, my whole face lighted up, cause... I just thought of a different poem, that's why. And it's called Finders, Keepers, Losers, Weepers. Finders, Keepers, Losers, Weepers. I said, real thrilled. Finders, Keepers, Losers, Weepers. Then I jumped up and down very happy because everybody says that. And so Finders, Keepers is the really the rule, I bet. After that, I put that pen back in my pocket, and I skipped the rest of the way to room nine. Chapter six, my grandpa's wallet. I kept my pen in my pocket the whole rest of the day. 
I didn't want people to see it, or else they might tattletale to Mrs., and she would make me take it to Lost and Found. I behaved myself very good, cause I didn't want to attract tension, that's why. I also kept my hand in my pocket so my pen would not fall out. Also, I kept thinking about my mittens, cause I still miss those furry guys. I put my head down on my table. Maybe my Grandpa Miller might buy me some more furry mittens, I whispered. Cause that would be a perfect solution, I think. I raised up my head. Hey, yeah. Then I would have wonderful new mittens plus a wonderful new pen. And so what more could a girl ask for? That's what I'd like to know. I sat up in my chair and tapped on Lucille. Guess what, Lucille? Maybe my Grandpa Frank Miller might buy me some new mittens. And then all my troubles would be over. Lucille said, Whoop-dee-doo for me. I know, it is a whoop-dee-doo, I said. Real thrilled. And so, thank you for your support. After school, me and my bestest friend named Grace rode the bus together. I run home from my corner like a speedy bullet. My grandpa Frank Miller was babysitting my brother named Ollie. Grandpa Frank Miller! Grandpa Frank Miller! We gotta go to the mitten store! We gotta go to the mitten store! I hollered real loud. Grandpa Frank Miller was in the living room rocking Ollie. He looked at me funny. Go where? he asked. To the mitten store! To the mitten store! We gotta go to the mitten store! I pulled on his hands. Get up! Get up! Let's go! Let's get a wiggle on! Grandpa Miller looked confused at me. That's how come I had to sit down and I told him about what happened at school. Someone stole my mittens, I said. They stole them while I was being brownie and I didn't even know there were crooks at that place. Grandpa Frank Miller shook his head very sad. I guess you can find crooks just about anywhere, honey, he said. I know it, I told him. That's how come I'm never going to see those furry guys again. And so, you and me have to go to the mitten store. I felt his back pocket. Then I danced around real thrilled. Hooray, I shouted. Hooray for your big fat wallet. Cause you got cash in there, right, Grandpa? Right, right? Grandpa Frank Miller laughed. Yes, I do. I've got cash all right, he said. But I'm afraid we won't be able to buy you more mittens. The mittens I bought you were the only furry ones they had left. I bought the very last pair. Just then, all the happy went right out of me because I didn't actually count on this terrible development. Yeah, only, only we have to, Grandpa. We have to buy more furry mittens or else what will I even do? Grandpa Miller ruffled my hair. Did you look in the lost and found at school, he asked. I did a sad breath. Yeah, only that dumb thing doesn't even work that good because people don't always turn stuff in. I patted my new pen in my pocket. Trust me on this, I said real soft. Well, your mittens could still turn up, he said. Folks will surprise you sometimes. Then he told me a story about his wallet. A few years ago, I lost my wallet at the mall. I was sure that I would never see it again, he said. I bobbed my head up and down. I know it. 
That's because of finders, keepers, losers, weepers, I said. Finders, keepers, losers, weepers is a rule. Right, Grandpa? Grandpa Miller smiled. Well, it might be the rule for some people, he said. But luckily, it's not the rule for everyone. Because the very next day, when I went to get, went out to get my mail, there it was. My wallet was sitting right smack in the middle of my mailbox. And not one single penny was missing. His eyes looked happy and sparkly. Can you imagine that, little girl? He asked. Someone had the chance to take everything in my wallet, but instead they drove all the way to my house and they put it in my mailbox. Just then he reached into his back pocket and pulled out his wallet. Look what I would have lost if they hadn't returned it, he said. He took out a picture he took a picture out of his wallet and handed it to me. It's you and a baby, I said. It's you and a baby, I said. But that's just that's not just any baby, he said. That's you, Jeannie B. That's a picture of the very first time I ever held you. He took the picture back and he stared at it and stared at it. Nicest thing a stranger ever did for me, bringing this picture back, he whispered real soft. Then he leaned over again and he kissed me on my head. Chapter 7 The Pink Fluffy Girl After I talked to my grandpa, I went to my room. I closed the door real secret. Then I took out my wonderful pen out of my pocket and I did a big sigh. Cause I have confusion in me, that's why. I wish I'd never even heard that wallet story, I said. Cause finders, keepers, loser, losers, weepers isn't the rule, apparently. And so, now, maybe I might be a crook. I looked at my wonderful pen. Yeah, only I don't even feel like a crook. I feel like a lucky duck. But I still have to take this thing to the lost and found, probably. And then it will go to waste, just like the teddy backpack. All of a sudden, I heard Mother and Daddy come home from work. I quick hided my pen under my mattress, because those two would not be understanding of this situation. They came to my room and kissed me hello. I told them about what happened to my mittens. Then I begged and begged for them to take me to the store. But Mother said that there's no more left, and Daddy said that there's no more left, too. And so, there was no more left, apparently. That's how come I got all depressed all over again. And I couldn't even sleep good that night. I kept on wondering about who was the mitten crook and what did he look like. Because I've seen crooks on TV before, and they are biggish and meanish with tattoos on their sails. Just then, I sat up in my bed. Cause a good idea popped into my head, that's why. Hey, a tattoo is easy to spot, I bet. And so, maybe I can find that crook on the playground tomorrow. After that, I went straight to sleep. Cause I would need my strength for looking for crooks. The next day, at recess, I didn't play horses with Lucille and that grace. Instead, I run all around the playground looking for the mitten crook. Only too bad for me, cause most of the children had their jackets on, and so I couldn't even see any crooks with tattoos. 
Pretty soon that bell rang. That is when my eyes got tears in them, cause I would never see my mittens again, probably. Not never, ever, never. I started walking to room nine. My nose was sniffling and drippity. I wiped it on my attractive jacket sleeve. Then all of a sudden, a pink, fluffy girl skipped past me. She had on a pink, fluffy dress with pink, fluffy socks and shoes and a pink, fluffy jacket that made that was made of pink, fluffy fur. And guess what else? She had black, furry mittens in her pink, fluffy pockets. My eyes got big and wide. Hey, my mittens, my mittens, my mittens, I screamed real loud. Then I put my head down and I zoomed at her like a speeding bull. Mrs. saw me running and she grabbed me by my attractive winter jacket. I jumped up and down and pointed. That pink fluffy girl stole my mittens. She's the crook. Only her jacket is covering up her tattoo and so that's what made, that's what had me stumped. Mrs. called to the pink fluffy girl. She skipped over to where we were. I kept on jumping. You stole them. You stole my mittens, I said. No, I didn't, she said. I didn't steal anything. I found these mittens. They were right in the grass, and so I thought nobody wanted them. I did, I yelled. I wanted them. My Grandpa Miller bought them for no good reason, and I have been worrying about them all day and all night, and that's called heartache, madame. Mrs. said to hush my voice. She took my mittens away from the pink fluffy girl and gave them back to me. Then she bended down and she talked to the pink fluffy girl real serious. Even if you thought no one wanted these mittens, it was wrong of you to take them, she told her. The pink fluffy girl pointed at me. But she didn't even take good care of them, she snapped. I stamped my foot. Yes, I did. I did too take care of them. I left them with my attractive winter jacket cause I didn't even know there were crooks at this place. Mrs. told me to hush again. You shouldn't have taken them. You should have taken them to the lost and found, she told the pink fluffy girl. Yeah, cause then I would have found them when I looked there, I said. And so, what do you think that box is there for? My health? The pink fluffy girl started to cry. But I really, really love them, she said. Mrs. smoothed her hair. I'm afraid that's not the issue, she said. Yeah, we're afraid that's not the issue, I said, cause finders keepers isn't the rule, apparently. And so, from now on, if you find my stuff, you have to take it to the lost and found. Plus, also, you can put it in my grandpa's mailbox. Mrs. looked at me for a real long time. She said, I am getting on her nerves. After that, she held the pink fluffy girl's hand, and they walked. They went to talk to her teacher. I quick put my mittens on. Then I buried my face in their black furry fur, and I danced all around real joyful. Chapter 8. I am not a crook. The next day, I went to principal's office. The grouchy typing lady looked over the counter at me. I rocked back and forth on my feet. Yeah, only I'm not even bad again, I said. I just need to go to the lost and found, that's all. The grouchy typing lady opened up the closet. She pulled out the big box. Just then, the phone rang, and she hurried up to answer it. I quick bended down, and I digged my hands in the lost and found. 
Then my heart got very thrilled because I saw that wonderful teddy backpack again. That's why. I snuggled my face in his tummy. Hmm, I still love this softy guy, I said. I put him back in on my back and I skipped around. The grouchy typing lady hanged up the phone. Did you lose that too, she asked me. Is that why you're here? I kept on standing there and standing there. Well, she said. Finally, I did a big sigh. Then I walked very slow back to the box and I took off the teddy backpack. No, I said. Not why. After that, I reached into my pocket and I pulled out my wonderful pen. I found this, I said. It was on the floor by the water fountain, and I really, really love it, only that's not the issue. Then I did a big, deep breath, and I dropped my wonderful pen into the lost and found. I am not a crook, I said, kind of quiet. The grouchy typing lady looked nicer at me. She ruffled my hair. No, she said, of course you're not a crook. After that, I rocked back and forth on my feet some more, and I waited and waited and waited. The typing lady raised her eyebrows at me. I'm waiting for the grin, I explained. Only, there seems to be a delay. She laughed right out loud. That's when I felt it. The grin. It came right on my face. Hey, it's working. It's working, I said real squealy. I skipped all around the office, very happy. Then the topping lady opened up the door, and I skipped all the way to room nine. And guess what? I didn't even find a pen that rots four different colors. And that was a big relief. The end. I hope that you enjoyed this story and that you come back for more in the future. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye! Hi, I just wanted to let you know that I created a Gmail account so that you could send me emails. I would love to hear where you're listening from. Anything that you would like to tell me, I'm open to to reading your emails about it. And also, if you have any book recommendations, I would love to hear them. I'm going to let you know what it is right now. Are you ready? It's the title of the podcast, Beloved Children's Books at gmail.com. Again, beloved children's books at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you soon.